All right, let's see who our first chat partner is. Just connect. Ah, that's some... <laughs> jacking off! Oh, uh, yeah, you get those sometimes. We'll just click to the next person. There we go. Hello? That's just a guy's penis, too! Okay, that's a dude jacking off, but... Okay, dude jacking off. Penis. Penis. Penis, penis, penis. Ah, here's a guy. Hey, dude, how's it going? Hey. This is my friend Kyle. He's looking for some new friends. Oh, yeah? Oh, he's taking out his penis. Okay, next guy. Dude, screw this. I don't want to see anymore. Kyle, this is the way the world works. If you want to find some quality friends, you got to wade through all the dicks first. Woo woo! Oh my god! They killed Kenny! You bastard! I broke Mr. Anderson's fence and never told him about it. Broke fence? I took a crap in the principal's purse seven times. Then there was the time I convinced a woman to have an abortion so I could build my own shaky's pizza. I pretended to be retarded and joined the Special Olympics. I tried to have all the Jews exterminated last spring. Uh, oh yeah, there's this one kid whose parents I had killed and then made into chili, which I fed to the kid. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me this week is... Oh, wait, no. This week's battle is the... Well, this half of... You sure fucked that up. Yeah, I did. It's no big deal. <laughs> Best South Park episode. This is the alpha bracket. We're doing... 64 episodes of South Park. So this is the alpha bracket. A couple days from now will be the Omega and the finale. It'll all be in one. Uh, with me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us this evening? Well, tonight we've got with us Jared Formby. Hello. Greg Trahan. Greetings. Michael Felsher. Hot Taco. And Pete Lucas. Hey, folks. So, as usual, we've got 32 of the best South Park episodes chosen by the panel. We set them up in tournament brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against another, put it to a vote. We pick which one we want. It moves on. We keep doing that until we get the best South Park episode. And, uh, you know, there's really no... Which, which one you like better? That's the only geek logic that I think really we need here. Which is the best episode? How you define best, entirely up to you. Use your geek logic. That's the heart of every geek fight. Uh, and uh, we're doing something different. We are having two episodes, but we're going, we're going to try and have, because <laughs> we don't know if this is going to happen. We're talking about the future. We're going to try and have the same panel on both episodes. Anyway, here we go. Jumping into the first fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is Pinewood Derby versus the Special Olympics. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm going to have to vote Pinewood Derby on this one. Uh, the big reason being that this is the relationship between Randy Marsh and his son, Stan Marsh, like firing in all cylinders. I mean, it's completely insane. They break the warp barrier. And I just got to tell you that once he grabs Stan and explains how he's going to have to shiv the alien, I'm done. This is great. I'm going to vote for Pinewood Derby. A uh, vote for Pinewood Derby. Greg. You know, I'm really, like, this is really personal to me. Like, my father and I, like, you know, just fun fact, here I am. Greg Trahan at, you know, 10 years old was Vermont Pack 880 Pinewood Derby champion. My dad taught me all his tricks, and, like, we built our Pinewood Derby cars together. He didn't do it himself. And it was all this, like, really, really great fun. And, like, this episode really brought out, like, what was fucking wrong with everything my dad taught me? And I just fucking laughed my ass off the entire time. So definitely Pinewood Derby. 
Another vote for Pinewood Derby. Michael. I, uh, this one's not even close for me. Uh, Pinewood Derby is one of those episodes that's more weird than it is funny for me because it goes, it's one of those episodes that takes a left turn and then aliens are involved and the world leaders and it's a, it's a very bizarre episode and it's very funny, but it's more clever. Special Olympics for me is one of the best episodes of the show, period, because it has two great stories going on at once. Uh, one with Jimmy taking steroids to compete in the Special Olympics, and he ends up becoming an abusive asshole and beats his girlfriend and just turns into <laughs> a complete dick. But the, it's one of Cartman's best episodes because it's one of his most diabolical and really tasteless, most tasteless plans but it underscores his crucial misunderstanding of the Special Olympics. He thinks that just because he can act retarded, that means that because he's not retarded, that puts him at a complete advantage over all the other kids, despite the fact he's in the worst possible shape. Out of hand. All Looks like you're holding hands. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And so he's in the worst possible shape out of all of them, and he gets his ass handed to him by the kid. And, and, and the two stories dovetail really nicely at the end, which ends up being a, a condemnation of, you know, be who you are, and then the use of steroids with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa standing up there. Um, I think this is one of the best episodes of the show, and uh, it, for me, it'd be really hands down. It's better than Pinewood Derby, so. I'm going to go vote, uh, vote for uh, Special Olympics. Uh, vote for Special Olympics. Pete? Uh, yeah, I think Michael summed it up a lot better than I can, so I'll just say Special Olympics. Another vote for Special Olympics. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one takes the win? This What's is the spaced vote. <laughs> this, is a, this is an interesting space conundrum um, because there is space in Pinewood Derby. And it is a great character episode, and it does what uh, what South Park did incredibly well, which was actually very kind of touching character moments and relationship moments, as well as just bizarre out-there ideas. Um, but what it also did very well was things that are just plain wrong, and, and a, uh, a Down Syndrome drug pusher is just kind of wrong. <laughs> I forgot. But it's also very kind of right, and it shows how they really do treat things very fairly and honestly. And, you know, that the ultimate message of the show is uh, that handicapped people are exactly like you and me. And, you know, the subtext is that means they're as horrible as you and me. And uh, but that's still a positive message of of kind of equality. So by being wrong and right in the same episode, I got to give it to Special Olympics. Wow. Special Olympics. Special Olympics takes the win, and we are on to our next fight. Greg, this one is yours. It is Super Best Friends versus Broadway Bro Down. Ooh, this is really tough considering myself. I enjoy, like, I know it seems kind of gay, if that's the proper word. I enjoy Broadway shows. It's enjoyable, it's entertaining, it's, I understand the, the, I really like the, the way they mock 
Broadway producers, it's like Jersey Shore bros, just trying to wait to get a BJ. Lord knows I've done no matter what I wanted to do to get a BJ. Gone everywhere and above the moon. But super best friend is very special in the fact that it actually shows a depiction of the Prophet Muhammad. And if you don't know this, actually depicting the Prophet Muhammad is against the Islamic religion. And to me, as a soldier and then fighting against freedom of speech and depiction of religion and freedom of religion on the whole, the idea of depicting the Prophet Muhammad before it was considered taboo is extremely, extremely edge-cutting. And that's why I really got to go with it. Uh, vote for Super Best Friends. Michael. Uh, Super Best Friends, yeah, has the, the, the Muhammad thing and it uh, has gotten kind of thrown under the bus because of the whole controversy, which, ironically, no one cared when this episode aired about Muhammad. Of course, it aired in July of 2001, so back then, who gave a shit? Um, I don't think it's a particularly strong episode, though. Uh, it's, you know, has David Blaine sort of this cult about with David Blaine and everything, and it's it's pretty funny. I mean, it's a funny episode. Um, however, compared to Broadway Brodown, which is one of those episodes that I just couldn't see how it was going to end. And it was one of those episodes that just had such a delightfully it's it's almost earnest in its in its approach to blowjobs and the Broadway shows. I mean, there's something actually kind of touching in a weird way about it. It's like you know, he wants to he wants to help his wife out, but it's like, well, wait a minute, we can get blowjobs out of this. And how all the songs have blowjobs referenced in them, and I, I don't know, there was something strangely sweet about that episode. I I, I found it very very funny, and uh, I think it's much more cohesive overall than the other ones. So I want to go with Broadway Brodown. Uh, vote for Broadway Brodown, Pete. Um, I was actually pretty impressed with Broadway Brodown. I thought it was uh, quite funny, and uh, there was a lot of episodes in that 15th season where I was just like, eh, it's amusing, it didn't make me laugh, and Broadway Brodown did. However, um, with Super Best Friends, again, it's been mentioned about the Mohammed thing, and, you know, they no longer air it, you can't find it online. Um, because of Mohammed, and it's also got the giant John Wilkes booth that's shooting the giant Lincoln. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, it was uh, even though they used David Blaine, it was you know obviously a reference to Scientology. So I think that was the first Scientology episode I remember seeing. Um, so I got to go with Super Best Friends. Uh, vote for Super Best Friends, uh, Mike. Uh, I'm going to vote for Broadway Bro Down because I like blowjobs. Who doesn't? <laughs> it's all tied up. It comes down to you, Jared. Which one takes the win? This is a really fun journey because uh, the uh, Broadway Bro Down episode, I just remember like just the whole fight in the parking lot with the, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Bro? That little, uh, that little bit in there. And I was like, ah, well, that episode's only all right. But now after hearing... And being reminded of all the uh, all the other things that are going on in that episode, I think I'm going to have to go with the Broadway Bro Down because that 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 was very very funny. The the musical stuff was very catchy, and I got to say I really did enjoy that episode. And Broadway Bro Down takes the win. We are on to our next fight, uh, Michael. This one is yours. It is Margaritaville. What versus the Return of Chef? 
this one's pretty easy for me. Uh, Margaritaville is pretty is a pretty effective episode. Uh, you know, Stan's trying to return this margarita maker machine, and it ends up becoming a whole sort of uh, euphemism for the housing collapse and the economy, and it, the way it evolves is ingenious. But for sheer laughs and just the cruelty that is doled out to the chef character um, as a result of what happened with uh, Isaac Hayes and the whole Scientology thing, the return of chef uh, is one of the most wickedly funny episodes ever. It's also one of the most disgusting. And uh, it's the the way they utilize pre-existing clips of Isaac Hayes' voice because they they weren't working with him anymore. And what they did to that character, um, there's, it's, you got to admire it. So the return of chef, uh, vote for the return of chef, uh, Pete, two words, Darth chef. They need to bring him back. Another vote for the return of chef, Mike. Yep. Darth, Darth chef, Jared. Oh man. Margaritaville. So awesome though. This is like how the, this is how these guys can completely bring like huge issues, like into a really sharp focus and, then the the way that they can criticize and, and you know the, they're true satire geniuses. I mean, Margaritaville like showcases this whole great aspect, but I, yet Return of Chef is so nasty, and they do that so well too. It's like I'm gonna have to go with Margaritaville. I'm just gonna have to go with that one because I'm pretty sure it's just getting my pity vote. A uh, vote for Margaritaville and Gray. Mm, the Return of Chef, I'd say. Partly because of just the sheer vulgarity of everything. Hi, Katie. And I would have to say because of the way that they pieced together the audio, yes, it was granted that they were definitely piecing it together, but they did it in such a fine way. And even that, it's like, children, let me fuck your asshole. Just that. That in its own was so funny that I have to agree with it. So... And Return of Chef is moving on. Uh, We are on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is Freak Strike versus Medicinal Fried Chicken. Um, wow. Um, I enjoyed both these episodes immensely. Um, I think I have to give the ad to, uh, Medicinal Fried Chicken, though. Uh, well, uh, Kid with Balls on Chin was, uh, is pretty funny. Um, I was laughing my ass off watching all the men in South Park microwave their balls and then commence to hippity hop around the city on them. Um, so I got to go with medicinal fried chicken. Uh, vote for medicinal fried chicken. Mike, I think I know where you're going on this one. Yeah, I could use me some of that medicinal fried chicken myself. Another vote for medicinal fried chicken. Uh, Jared? Oh, man. What's going on? Hello? Hello. Hello. Okay, I'm going to vote for the brilliance of uh, medicinal fried chicken, but I'm going to vote for the Cartman plot uh, with the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I really enjoyed that. Another vote for medicinal fried chicken. Uh, Greg? Okay, um, I'm going to have to vote for medicinal fried chicken, not just because of the whole idea of hippity hopping on your own balls. Like, one, I feel that would be painful. Two, I like the idea of Carmen as a godfather-like figure. I feel that suits him perfectly. So I'm going to go with additional fried chicken. Michael, is it a clean sweep? Uh, no. 
No, I'm gonna give a uh, I'm gonna give a, a shout out to Freak Strike because Butters had balls on his chin. Uh, a vote for Freak Strike, but medicinal <laughs> fried chicken is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It, it's it's Roger Ebert should lay off fatty foods versus Scott Tinnerman must die. Uh, this Ooh. one is is kind of easy because I had to look up Roger Ebert should lay off fatty foods. Fine episode, but I didn't have to look up Scott Tenerman must die because I know what episode that is. So Scott Tenerman must die. Uh, vote for Scott Tenerman. Uh, Jared. Oh, I, I put a Roger Ebert must lay off fatty foods on this list because um, this is one of the things about South Park that I've always dug being a Trekkie um, is that these guys will lampoon and make fun of Everything on the map, everything except for Star Trek. Star Trek somehow is this oddly endearing, like, thing that they hold some sort of reverence for. I mean, this episode is basically the dagger of the mind retold with the kids and an observatory. And I just really, really get into that. I mean, I've never seen Star Trek really made fun of or, like, you know, somehow tore down by South Park. And this, this episode reads like, yes, we do love star trek and yes we are star trek fans and yes this might be the one thing that is immune to us so i'm gonna vote for roger ebert a uh, vote for ebert uh greg all right one word planet Arium. Planet Arium. so i'm roger assuming ebert must lay off lay off the fatty food uh vote for roger ebert laying off it's fatty the campus for planetarium by the way uh michael um, that's a funny, it's a very funny episode because Lord knows we really needed planetariums to be taken down a notch. Um, and it was my problem with that episode. It was, it, it just kind of ended the way I thought it was going to, it's one of the few South Park episodes where I was like, Oh yeah, that's kind of how I figured it would end. Um, but <clears throat> Scott Tenerman must die is literally an episode. It's one of maybe only a handful of episodes that literally reshaped one of the characters on the show. Cartman before Scott Tenderman must die was a obnoxious bratty fat kid with a lot of uh, self-esteem issues and just kind of an asshole. Scott Tenderman must die revealed him to be a murderous, evil, sadistic son of a bitch and, and terrifying. I mean, Hannibal Lecter would run from this kid. It was one of those episodes where after it's all over, you just have to sit there and go, Jesus Christ, what have they unleashed unto this earth? So I, I can't in any way at this point uh, vote against yeah, Scott Tenderman must die. Uh, vote for Scott Tenderman does die. Uh, yeah, Greg? Incoming call. I'm very, very sorry. Oh, it's all right. Go ahead. and <laughs> We don't need you right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pete? Um, yeah, Michael pretty much uh, summed up what I was going to say. Uh, but I just have to say that... Um, hey, Damon. I'm back. Never mind. You're good. It's all right. <laughs> oh, that took forever. Oh, he's been I drinking know, and he's watching football. I, I, I just have to say, um, you know, he won. Uh, that episode, Scott Herman Must Die, is the thing that has me convinced that Eric Cartman is actually the bastard love child of the Joker. Um, I, I definitely have to. I can't go against it. I, I have to go with Scott Tenerman Must Die. So sweet, so sweet. His tears are so sweet. Oh, and Scott Tenerman. 
<laughs> I love that shit. Uh, but Scott Chitterman must die is moving on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Jared, this one is yours. It is Make Love, Not Warcraft versus <laughs> Fish Sticks. <laughs> it's Fish Sticks. <laughs> it's Fish Sticks for the Kanye West song at the end. Absolutely. Uh, vote for Fish Sticks. Greg. All right. Make Love, Not Warcraft versus Fish Sticks. I really appreciated the nerd humor in Make Love, Not Warcraft. However, I really hate Kanye West. I fucking hate that guy. And I really think that Fish Sticks really hit the nail on the head with him. So I'm going to put Fish Sticks. Uh, vote for Fish Sticks. Uh, Michael. Uh, Fish Sticks is actually, I think I'm, I may have been one to add this. I'm not sure if I was or not. But uh, it's, it's it's funny. I mean, just the fact that Kanye never gets it. And he goes through the whole episode and eventually <laughs> becomes the fish. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the, it, it's, it's just one of those episodes. It's like, oh my God, it was such a savaging of him. Um, it is, however, at the end of the day, a one joke episode. Uh, it's a funny, funny fucking joke, but it's a one joke episode. Make Love Lot Warcraft is brilliant on so many levels. Not only as just, Make sure right? Mm-hmm. And then initial. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I'm done. Hello? Fuck it. No, you're not done, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Michael? Was someone taking orders for onion rings back there? What the fuck is going on? He's in a bar. <laughs> Could I get some of that uh, medicinal fried chicken? <laughs> Great. When you talk to other people, make sure you cover your uh, microphone. Sorry, <laughs> Gavin. Anyway, I'm voting for Make Love Not Warcraft. Move on, move on. Make Love Not Warcraft. All right. Uh, Pete. Um, you know, the thing is, uh, I actually had to look up fish sticks. I did not have to make up Make Love Not Warcraft. Um, I just thought when I when that episode came out, that, that episode had me rolling on the sofa. Um, definitely Make Love Not Warcraft. Uh, vote for Make Love Not Warcraft. It is all tied up again. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one Motherfucker. Uh, this is tough because it's, you know, the uh, fish sticks is just that fucking out there absurdist episode. And I love that. And then like make love, not Warcraft is just one of those just dead on, on the nose, perfect examinations of something. And I, I gotta go with Warcraft, um, and I'll actually explain why uh, a little later. A vote for Make Love Not Warcraft, and apparently we don't like fish dicks in our mouth. I guess we're not gay fish. Uh, we are on to our next fight. <laughs> You're a gay fish. Uh, it is Cartman gets an anal probe versus Aspen. A S S P N P E N. Uh, Greg, that one is yours. Alright. Well, I can say this as a bona fide grown up in a fucking little hey, go Axman. As a little um, you know, mountain town with a ski slope and all these out living nearby, thinking they're cool as shit. Aspen. 
those out-of-state assholes are the worst. They suck so much. I just want the fact that we were able to make money off them fucking blew my mind. So Aspen. Uh, vote for Aspen. Uh, Michael. Um, yeah, Aspen's great. I mean, it's, 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 um, it's a spoof of all those bad 80s skiing movies and all those ones where, you know, because the kids, I love the fact that Stan and Con, they're, they're, they're getting challenged by these guys. They're like, who are you? Why are you challenging me to, I mean, what, what, what's the problem here? They don't understand any of what's going on. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to vote for Cartman gets an anal probe because that was the beginning of the series. Um, that without, I mean, that was the, you know, the, that was the beginning of the series. And it was really, you know, the one that, uh, without it, which that kind of set the tone. And if that hadn't worked, that who would have been bothered you know, watching the rest of the show. And it's interesting to go back and watch it now after so many years, some of it seems kind of quaint, but it, uh, you gotta give some love out to that first season. So I'm going to go with Carmen gets a nano probe. A vote for Cartman gets an anal probe. Pete? Um, yeah, I have to uh, I have to second Mike's opinion on this one. Uh, Cartman gets an anal probe was the uh, first one, and without that one, we don't get all the other special ones that followed. So I have to at least throw some love out to Cartman gets an anal probe. Uh-oh, Jared loves this. This, this brings out Jared's bite. But Mike, go ahead. Uh, I will vote for Cartman gets an anal probe, but not uh, not for the episode itself but for this is one where they did like the freaky special edition later didn't they where they digitally recreated the uh the anal probe thing yes i'm gonna vote for it because of that i'll vote for cartman gets an anal probe and jerry maybe I'm, I'm gonna vote for uh that same episode uh for mike's reasons because it's true it was a joke that came back around that is hilarious so i'm gonna go with that and not because without this episode, there'd be no other South Park. Uh, vote for Cartman gets an anal probe. And, and uh, Cartman gets an anal probe. Moving on. <coughs> and we are on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is an unknown fight. It is Mecha Streisand versus Cadam's pick. I'm going to call Karen and Adam together. Cadam. Uh, it is sexual harassment panda. The one where <laughs> Cartman sues... Uh, stand for sexual harassment or is it kyle i can't remember which one it is but sexual harassment panda uh he sues stan for uh for <laughs> for sexual harassment i think he wins like half of his stuff and then everyone ends up suing each other for everything in the whole damn town uh, it's just uh it, it, it was really good it was that was a really good one but i immediately when i think of mecca streisand i just think of the absurdity of giant mechanized Japanese anime-like versions of Robert Smith from The Cure, Barbara Streisand, and Leonard Maltin attacking each other and having a fight in South Park with that ridiculous Robert Smith, Robert Smith, and Babu. I mean, it's just it's those are some of the most iconic images from South Park, and they're because they're just so fucking absurd. Who picked those three guys? I mean, out of all the people like those three, I just, I don't know. So I, I got to go with Mecha Streisand. Mecha Streisand gets a point. Pete. Um, okay, I didn't hear what you were tossing out against Mecha Streisand since the other one was unknown. It is Sexual Harassment Panda. Ah. 
That is a tough one. Um, I got to go with sexual harassment panda. A vote for sexual harassment panda. Uh, Mike. Uh, oh, this, this is tough. I mean, I thought, I thought Mecha Streisand had it locked. Um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, sexual harassment panda, that's one that, that was on my, my list outside of, uh, that final 12 that we came up with. You know, that was one of the ones that, that ultimately just didn't make the final cut. I was hoping somebody would put it on and, uh, and here it is, but it's up against Mecha Streisand. And that was, that was where we really realized that this show is not just like another show about potty mouth kids, that it was going to go to very weird places. And, uh, and it did. And I think it really begins there. I'll vote for Mecca Streisand. Jared. I'll vote for Sexual Harassment Panda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll vote for Sexual Harassment Panda. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Greg. Which one takes the win? Let's see. Last year, my entire job surrounded around the idea of sexual harassment and equal opportunity and just me being fed up with people saying, hey, Sergeant Trey and so-and-so called me a bitch, and I have to say to them, well, if you weren't such a bitch, then wouldn't call you a bitch. But I'm going to have to go with sexual harassment panda on that. And sexual harassment panda takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is You Have Zero Friends versus All About Mormons. Um... Wow. Um, I have to go with you have zero friends. Um, I think anybody who's on uh, Facebook uh, had an appreciation for that episode. And I like the fact that the, uh, the kid, uh, the geeky kid wound up with all the friends at the end. So you have zero friends. Uh, vote for you have zero friends. Mike. This is really, really tough. I mean, it's basically the, the, the beginning of, of their, their Mormon thing which was a great episode. And I probably learned more about Mormonism from that episode than I had known in my entire life. I mean, the show was educational, but, uh, you have zero friends does, does two things that I love about South park. One, uh, it really does completely skewer something, uh, something that everybody participates in. Everybody knows about everybody understands. You mean Tron? Yes. <laughs> And it also has a killer fucking geek reference uh, in Facebook. So um, uh, I, I'm going to have to vote for it for that because of the, because really it's, it's a big geek reference. A vote for you have zero friends, Jared. <laughs> I have to go with the, um, you have zero friends, but um, I really do love that, that Mormon episode. And I, and I really loved how, you know, it kind of, became this very endearing message in the end where, you know, actually this family is really tight and it's actually pretty cool over their dad. I really, really enjoyed the fact that it didn't get all mean and evil on Mormonism. Um, just kind of really made fun of it, but you have zero friends, man. All the, the confirmed deny conversations between the users. <laughs> I just, that that's awesome. I got to go with you have zero friends. Another vote for you have zero friends, Greg. Uh, roll Tide 
just want to say that I would have to say you have zero friends is probably the best South Park reference, like episodes they have. Everything about Tron and Confirm and Deny is perfect. I just laughed my ass off the entire episode. And I'm, I'm not living, literally shitting you. I'm laughing my ass off the entire episode. Why? Because I'm a fucking nerd and I get all of the Tron references before all my friends. And they're like, I don't get it. What's that with the disc? I'm like, just wait till we watch, you know, like Tron, the second one. You'll get it. And then they did. So I probably got it before them. So you have zero friends. Uh, vote for you have zero friends and Michael. Is it a clean sweep? No. Um, let me give it to my vote to uh, all about Mormons because of the fact that it's a, it's actually one of those episodes where the kids and the people in South Park are actually kind of in the wrong at the end. They're all kind of, you know, they're all making fun of Mormonism. And the fact that the episode points out obvious problems with the religion as there are in all pretty much every religion. Um, but the fact that the kid at the end, the Mormon kid, turns to the to Stan and the other kids and says, "You know, look, I, you can believe in um, you know whatever you want, and as long as you treat people nice, and it's my choice to believe in. All I ever tried to be was your friend, but you couldn't look past the the stuff that bothers you on some intellectual basis. So, you know, suck my balls. Basically, is what he says. And I I just found something really more." <laughs> More ambition. What the fuck is going on over there? He can't hear you. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. Motherfuckers gonna have to choose. Is he doing a goddamn episode of the show or is he watching the fucking football game? I don't give a shit. Which one? He's not watching the football game. Greg! You're saying? I'm sorry. Oh, right. I'm moving outside. I'm out. I'm out. See? Well, we lost Michael for the episode. That's fun. But he did vote for All About Mormons, and we are moving on. <laughs> this is awesome. It's, it's, it's a, a bizarre episode. You have zero friends, and we just lost one. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Major Boobage versus Overlogging. Uh, I hate this fight. I'm out of here. Well, you can't leave, too. I'm just kidding. Uh... Either these are both great episodes, um, but I'm gonna go with Major Boobage because of the heavy metal reference. I guess I'm just, I'm just all about the geek references. Uh, vote for Major Boobage, Jared. <laughs> Overlogging is when they have to go to California because they might have the internet there. <laughs> I just, I, that thing makes me laugh all day long. But I would be lying if I. Looked at the 12 I could submit to this contest and wished I could have had major boobage too. And so I'm going to vote for it now <laughs> because that, that, that stuff with Kenny, that is ridiculously awesome. Blown out. Cool as like, it's as cool as watching heavy metal and heavy metal watching is pretty cool. So I'm going to have to go with major, major boobage. Uh, vote for major boobage. Uh, Greg. But I got to say major boobage has really great, like not just like, References for geeks, it's a really great, you know, like animation. I was like, I was really impressed by that. Overlogging, it has some good references to like, you know, 1930s America and whatnot. And, and, and I use the, uh, I always use the excuse like, oh my God, a ghost came in through here whenever my roommates come in and catch me masturbating. I always use that reference. 
But I really got to say, Major Boobage was the best just because the animation, the storyline, and the idea of, oh my God, he's cheesing his balls off. We use that all the time. It, it, it's great. So, Major Boobage. Another vote for Major Boobage. Michael. Yeah, he's gone. So, uh, Pete. Um, yeah, um, Overlord. The heavy metal references, the, uh, what was it, the inhaling cat urine, um, definitely Major Boobage. And Major Boobage gets the win. We go on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is Guitar Hero versus Eek a Penis. Okay, uh, these are two episodes, actually. Uh, I mean, I know I've seen all of them, but these two have blurred into something I can't even tell which it is. So I'm just going to I'm gonna vote randomly for um, Guitar Hero. Uh, vote for Guitar Hero, Chasing the Dragon. Uh, Greg. All right. Um, I understand where he would say that the episodes would kind of meld into each other. They're very similar, very fantastical. But just seeing a penis on top of a mouse singing along a la um, you know, FIFO Goes West just blows my mind and I have to say, oh my god, I would never ever in a million years, no matter how many psychotic drugs I took, be able to think of that. And I have to respect that. So, Eek a penis. Uh, vote for Eek a penis, Michael. Mm, still no Michael. Uh, Pete. Uh, I definitely have to go with uh, Guitar Hero on that one. Uh, it came out at a time when my nephews were getting into it. I was familiar with it, and uh, uh, it just made a lot of uh, personal connections for me. So, definitely Guitar Hero. Uh, vote for Guitar Hero and Mike. Yeah, Guitar Hero. Uh, it's uh, it's one of my all time favorite episodes. Uh, it was uh, it, again going back to just taking something and and poking fun at it. And uh, God, Heroin Hero. If, that, if if we could put that on the bracket all by itself, I would. And Guitar Hero takes the win. We are on to our next fight, Greg. This one is yours. It is the China problem. Versus Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden has party pants. <laughs> You're really, really giving me a tough one, Damon, and that's because Osama bin Laden has party pants. It's one of the most patriotic films in the entirety of all American civilization. But the China problem presents a very difficult moral problem. Do you shoot a man in the dick? And I've learned in my experience, if it's Osama bin Laden, it's okay to shoot moon dick. So Osama bin Laden has body pants, just because of the whole Looney Tune. And it's great. It's great. Uh, vote for Osama bin Laden has body pants. Uh, Michael? No, still no Michael. Uh, Pete? Um, this is a tough one. I remember seeing Osama bin Laden has body pants, and I really enjoyed it. Um, however, um, and I believe that, I believe the episode is actually titled the China problem. Um, the whole, 
that one had so much of my feelings on what on what Lucas and Spielberg did to the new uh, the new Indiana Jones movie that I, I think I got to toss that one a vote. Uh, vote for the China problem, uh, Mike. Uh, I I absolutely love Osama bin Laden has farty pants, and then that was my choice uh, until now because the China problem. Uh, continues the George Lucas hate that uh, Michael has just rallied against, not because he disagrees with it, because he just doesn't want to hear any more about George Lucas. So since he uh, is no longer on the show, I will vote for the China problem so we can still keep talking about George Lucas. Uh, Vote for the China problem and Jared. I mean, I obviously... uh Osama bin Laden has party pants is a, is a popular classic episode of this. And I think that JT is right in like just one of the most patriotic submissions in modern culture. Uh, all that said though, I mean the, the other one does have Indiana Jones being raped by George Lucas on a Howard the duck pinball machine. So all of that somehow becomes a reference to Jodie Foster and the accused. It gets my vote. <laughs> Uh, vote for the China problem, and the China problem moves on. And we're Michael. Where's Michael? He's still not back. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 asking if he was coming back because this is his fight. It is Mr. Hanky versus Night of the Homeless. <laughs> Night of the Living Homeless. No, that's that's Faux Karen. I'll be Faux Michael. <clears throat> um. I want to go with Mr. Hanky. There we go. Doesn't uh, sound anything like me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well then, Michael, what is your vote? Mr. Hanky versus Night of the Living Homeless. By the way, I've been back for a while. I was just interested to hear what everyone else was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. You bastard. Anyway, Michael, go ahead. <clears throat> I'm going to vote for Night of the Living Homeless. I'll explain later. Unless it doesn't move on, I'll vote for the Night of the Living Homeless. Pete? Um, it wasn't, uh, refresh my memory, wasn't Mr. Hankey the first time we see Mr. Hankey? Uh, I'm pretty sure Mr. Hankey, I think the full title is Mr. Hankey the Christmas. Yeah, movie. that's the full title. Yes, okay. Um, yeah, I got to go with uh, Mr. Hankey just because it was the introduction of, uh, of that particular character and... Uh, he kills me. Uh, vote for an imaginary floating talking piece of shit. Uh, Mike. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Baby eating poop. Mr. Hankey. A vote for Mr. Hankey. Jared. Um, well, between these two, we've got the, the Mr. Hankey here, and we've got the Night Living... Oh, okay. Um... I don't feel like the Mr. Hanky thing really starts rocking out until uh, the Omega bracket. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Night of Living Homeless right here. Uh, vote for the Night of Living Homeless. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Greg. Which one takes the win? Hey, Mr. Hanky. I really enjoyed the idea, the imagination of the episode, the idea that this little Jewish boy can understand Christmas. So we imagine this piece of shit is living. But I say, like, everything I've been trained for really leads me to believe that the homeless might become the next zombie and take over. So, in keeping with my training and the awesome, and I mean fucking awesome, 
song that they laid down for California is for the homeless. Definitely Night of the Living Homeless. And Night of the Living Homeless takes the win. Oh, well, goodbye, Mr. Hankey. You're leaving. And we are on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. Uh, It is Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls. Put them in your mouth. Versus Fun with Veal. Um, yeah, no explanation. I gotta go with Chef's Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls. How can you not just love that title? Put them in your mouth. Uh, Mike. Uh, it's not just put them in your mouth. Put them in your mouth and suck them and suck them. Salty chocolate balls. Jared? <laughs> I'm gonna go with, um, I'm gonna go with Fun with Veal. Um, just because, uh, Stans ends up with the uh, little vaginas all over his face because he's a vegetarian. Uh, vote for fun with veal. Uh, Greg. Hmm. Chocolate Salt Balls gave us a classic song and really developed my vocabulary as a fourth grader. However, fun with veal did feature, if not himself, at least a reference to a cameo to Michael Dorn of Star Trek and the idea that being a vegan actually literally made you a pussy really, really shaped my life because really the idea of being a vegan just in my mind makes you a pussy. So I'm going to have to go with fun with Bill. A uh, vote for fun with veal. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Michael. Which one takes the win? Oh, boy. You know, I don't know. Um, chocolate Salty Balls is, again, one of those iconic <laughs> episodes, and fun with veal is one of the more ambitious ones. It doesn't get a lot of attention. I'm going to vote for fun with veal for a very silly reason. The, the, the look of the baby cows in that episode is so fucking sad and pathetic and cute that it made me laugh every time they would show one of those guys. And at one point, they're all in Sam's room, I think, and they're all just sitting there with these big, ridiculously wide eyes. And it's like, oh, come on. They've made these baby cows look so ridiculous and so cute. It's just, I, I, I just laughed every time I saw them. So I'm going to go with fun with you. And Fun With Veal takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the Woodland Critter Christmas versus Free Hat. Uh, I will vote for Woodland Critter Christmas for all of the reasons that the people who are going to follow me will give you. Unless they don't vote for it. Uh, Jared. Oh man, free hat is is crazy. I don't know if there's anything to that uh, bizarre urban myth that they're actually planning to do a special edition of Raiders Lost Ark until Matt and Trey got a hold of that idea and just kind of blew it out like they did. Um, I think I'm going to go with free hat because of all the the geeky references, but if the woodland creatures go forward, I'm really not going to be sad about it. Uh, Vote for free hat. Uh, Greg? I really got to agree with Jared here. Like, I'm really not if Woodland Critter Christmas goes forward, we really just got to go ahead and say, like, free hat, the fact that the boys were able to come up with this, you know, completely, uh, like, revolutionary, like, you know, movement, and yet they did not realize it was free and known, like, pedophile, criminal murderer. 
Like, just, just that completely. And plus, there's the proto, like, making fun of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, George Lucas. Like, that kind of reference really hit home. So, free hat. A uh, vote for free hat. Uh, Michael. Did you leave again, Michael? Or are you just muted? You rage quit. You just, no, you so, rage sorry, quit. I, I just... Um, I'm muted. Okay. Uh, Free Hat would be the episode I'd vote for here because of just the Raiders of the Lost Ark connection. and um, Although I am getting tired of the whole hating George Lucas thing. and uh, As was mentioned, I think, in another episode called The China Problem, which was, I think, mentioned earlier when I wasn't around. Um, but it's up against Woodland Critter Christmas, so fuck Free Hat. A vote for Woodland Critter Christmas. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Pete. Which one takes the win? Well, you know, the thing about Free Hat is even though they are talking about Indiana Jones, it was a um, uh, kind of a direct um, condemnation of uh, the E.T. changes um, and what happened there. Um, that being said, who can pass up a blood orgy? Woodland Critter Christmas. And Woodland Critter Christmas goes into the next round without anybody saying what happens in Woodland Critter Christmas. But Woodland Critter Christmas is moving on. And I we believe are, the blood orgy hell, was mentioned. Just the blood orgy. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Uh, but Woodland Critter Christmas, their whole blood orgy, we'll hear more about it in the next round. <clears throat> we are at the final fight of the first round. It is an unknown fight. Jared has never <laughs> gone. I don't think you've ever gotten an unknown. But this is yours, Jared. It is Rainforce Main Force versus my first pick. It is Good Times with Weapons. That's when Kenny throws a Chinese star into Butter's eyes. Oh, God. And oh, Butter's God. walks around for a whole fucking episode <laughs> naked. I'm sorry. I love that episode. So, Good Time with Weapons versus Rainforce Main Force. Oh, it's good times with weapons. Good job, Damon. A vote for good time with weapons, Greg. Mm. <sighs> I like the art direction and good times with weapons a lot more. But <sighs> you know what? Good times with weapons. I think he has just fucking Carmen walking in front of naked everyone, just believing he was he was invisible. So that. A uh, vote for good time with weapons, Michael. Uh, basically, Butters suffering through a whole episode. I, I love that this keeps happening during your <laughs> portions, Michael. And, and he doesn't realize it because he just voted. So he didn't realize to put down the phone. So he, we can't We're almost to the break. Just I know. Good times with weapons. Pete? Um, well, you know, I actually picked Rainforest, Rainforest, and one of the reasons uh, I picked that one to be put on this list is uh, I loved Cartman walking through the forest, smacking all the animals with a stick, as well as uh, Jennifer Aniston being, like, the first major star to do a voice, I believe, on the show, uh, with the exception of one other episode that actually had no speaking parts, um, which I think is on our next bracket. Um, that being said, um, good times with weapons. I loved the fact that, uh, they kept making the sway, the, the change between the, uh, 
the South Park style to a more anime style. Um, Butters uh, being uh, them cutting the hair off a dog and convincing everybody that Butters is a dog, despite the fact that he looks nothing like the dog, except for the fact that he has some dog hair on him. Um, I, I, I got to go with Good Times with Weapons. I just thought it was a stronger episode. A vote for Good Times with Weapons and Mike. Weapons. And we are at the break. Uh, we'll be back right after these messages. See, kids, why the long faces? We are bored. There's nothing to do. Well, maybe this will help. That's right, kids. Now you can make your very own Mr. Hanky. Just use this special fecal fishing net and select your best Mr. Hanky. Then use the handcrafted Hanky stand to add whatever eyes, mouth, and hats you want. Mr. Hanky. Now it's a Mrs. Hanky. Let's put the fizz hat on him. I wish Daddy was still alive. Hey, where's Mr. Hanky? Mr. Hanky Place that comes with everything seen here. Hey, where's Mr. Hanky? I love you, sweetheart. I love you too. And we are back doing what we do every week, unless we don't. It is Geek Cred. Uh, Jared, the inventor of Geek Cred. What is your Geek Cred, sir? Uh, my geek cred right now is that uh, I uh, recently uh, did another Hey Star Trek blog for Chris Wood, and it's up there, and I'm hoping I can do it a little more regularly. It's more difficult with a full-time job. If there's anything that is born of unemployment, it is Hey Star Trek. Uh, Greg, what is your geek cred, sir? I would have to say my geek cred. I have done, this is my, what, my third geek fights, my first drunk. Um, and I would just say I'm a Trek fan, I'm a Fringe fan, I'm a sci-fi in general fan, I'm a gun geek, and I enjoy DC Comics, so yeah. Next week I'll have something even better, so. Well, not next week, later on this week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, later on this week. Uh, Michael? Um, I own and operate Redshirt Pictures, we produce documentaries, and audio commentaries and interviews and featurettes for a variety of DVD and Blu-ray releases from uh, major and independent studios. You can go to redshirtpictures.com for more information. And Mr. Pete Lucas. Uh, well, uh, as uh, any uh, previous listeners or uh, longtime listeners know, I'm a third generation geek. Um, I learned to read on comic books. I've been collecting them since I was uh, seven or eight. Um, also, uh, action figures. Um, I'm a big sci-fi geek. Uh, I guess that's about it. All right. That is our panel. That is geek cred. We're jumping back into the fights now. Greg, this one is yours. It is Special Olympics versus Broadway Brodown. Um, Broadway Brodown because I love blowjobs more than retarded people. Just being honest. Well, that's a delightfully horrible statement, Michael. <laughs> yeah, that was wow. Um, I want to vote for uh, Special Olympics, but not for the reasons in reverse. Greg, the fuck it, fuck it. I vote for Special Olympics, Pete. Um. Uh, 
Yeah, again, I, I I laughed a lot more, I think, at Special Olympics than I did at Broadway Brodown, even though I did think Broadway Brodown was probably a more clever episode. Um, Special Olympics, I thought, was funnier, and the fact that Cartman uh, couldn't even beat anybody and wound up getting the uh, the last place award. So, Special Olympics. A vote for Special Olympics. Mike? Uh I love Special Olympics. It is one of my favorite episodes. Um, as has been said, if it moves on, I'll be perfectly happy. But I got to throw some love to uh, Bro Down because it's got a uh, Spider-Man musical reference. Uh, vote for Broadway Bro Down. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Jared. Which one takes the win? Uh, I'm going to vote for Special Olympics uh, for all the reasons Michael Felsher nearly got out. And Special Olympics (laughs) (laughs) takes the win. And we are on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is the Return of Chef versus Medicinal Fried Chicken. I um I'm getting I'm going to vote for um, Return of Chef, and I don't want to talk anymore. A vote for Return of Chef. Uh, Pete? Um, Return of Chef versus what? Uh, medicinal Fried Chicken. Uh, yeah, I'll... I'll- Toss some love to medicinal fried chicken. Again, the hippity hoppity uh, testicles were uh, kind of funny. Uh, Mike, yeah, I'll uh, I'll stick with the chicken because it was uh, again it was very topical uh, and and really just you know the, the bouncing on the balls and all that stuff was fun and, and God I loved it, everybody microwaving their stuff but uh, yeah that whole twisted underbelly. Um, of uh, of the the underground chicken world was just absolutely brilliant, and you know they found a way to to kind of blend a very clever, uh, really spot on kind of parody with something ridiculous like a bunch of men bouncing around the city on their testicles, and somehow they both work in the same episode. How I don't know, but they do that better than anybody. A vote for medicinal fried chicken, uh, Jared. I got to go with medicinal fried chicken as well. Um, Randy Marsh is probably one of my favorite characters in all of South Park. And when he gets on some ridiculous trip like he does in that episode, I mean, that that's the kind of stuff I just love. And I tried to get Randy through it in a number of other things on this bracket. But uh, this this definitely can go and carry the Randy Marsh cross. I'm going to go with medicinal fried chicken. And Greg. Well, since I seem to be fucking over Michael and everything else, it might as well seem that I fuck him over on this. I really gotta go with medicinal fried chicken. Sorry. What the hell is yeah, that? The next one. That's not that's not. Did somebody die? No, no. They have to do it like it lights out, right? Yeah, yeah. It's lights out right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fucking you over once again. No, you're not. It's cool. I am, <laughs> I am dying laughing. 
and it's I think you know. I think we should just sign off here, everybody. Good night. No, no. <laughs> Scott Tenerman oh wins God. best episode. He's at West Point Academy. They play taps at Lights Out. Anyway, yeah, he's not at a fun college. He's at a they teach you how to kill people college. Right, right. It, it's gonna be lights out. I guarantee you that. Uh, medicinal fried chicken wins, and we are moving on. Pete, this one is yours. It is Scott Tinnerman must die versus Make Love, not Warcraft. Oh, this is a really tough one um, for me because I loved both these episodes, um, but I. Gotta give the benefit to uh, Scott Tennerman Must Die. I, uh, I, I originally suggested that one, and that really, really brought out a, an element of uh, Cartman's personality that we had not seen before. Uh, vote for Scott Tennerman Must Die. Uh, Mike? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Scott Tennerman also. Uh, Warcraft is a hilarious episode. It's a brilliant episode. It's a spot-on episode. But, you know, the ultimate comedy at the heart of it is... That gamers are a bunch of fat, lazy slugs, and that's not particularly original. But uh, Scott Tenerman must die. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody, and you know, Michael actually nailed it earlier. Where that was, that was the transformation from obnoxious kid that you see on many sitcoms to kid that will one day commit genocide, or at least attempt, or maybe more than once in just a couple of years. <laughs> A vote for Scott Tinnerman must die. Jared? Uh, I'm going to vote for uh, Scott Tinnerman must die for the uh, Radiohead appearance. A vote for Scott Tinnerman. Greg? I mean, I don't know if this makes it a clean sweep or not, but Scott Tinnerman. Scott Tinnerman must die was like the best episode I've ever seen. It really taught me how to deal with freshmen here. Really tough. Oh, oh, you're crying. Oh, let me lick your tears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your tears give me such a tough sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, I've literally, literally used that line on someone before and licked their face. Like, it, it has been an inspiration to me. So, Scott Tenderman must die. And Scott Tenderman must die gets another vote. Uh, Michael, is it a clean sweep? No. No, I think Make Love Not Warcraft is actually a much better episode. Much more ambitious, much more interesting visually. Uh, I think Scott Terman's Die is classic, don't get me wrong, but I think it set the tone for better episodes that came on later. I mean, just because it was a groundbreaker doesn't necessarily mean that it hasn't been improved upon. And I think Make Love Not Warcraft is a better episode for the entire, all of the cast of the, of the show especially even Randy Marsh, he gets some of his best moments. All the kids get great moments. And it was such a, a loving pat put down of these people, because I have a feeling that Matt and Trey both really enjoy Warcraft probably as much as the next guy to some degree. And have done these games and, uh, and also, you know, Cartman shits in a bucket. So, you know, while he's playing the game, he can't even bother to get up to shit anymore because he's become such a big fat piece of shit. Uh, and again, the, the fact the fact that they used the actual game engine to create the animation that you see in there is uh it's a brilliant episode it's an absolutely brilliant episode and it's a shame to see it go down um 
But, you know, if it's going to go down against any episode, I guess it's, it should be Scott Tannerman. But uh, I'm voting for Warcraft. A vote for Warcraft, but Scott Tannerman must die is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Cartman gets an anal probe versus sexual harassment panda. Hmm. Uh, you know, I... I will go with sexual harassment panda. I mean, the... Cartman gets an anal probe was... You know, it was the beginning, but, you know, if I had to choose which one to go back and watch, uh, it would be uh, Sexual Harassment Panda. I mean, the first, Carmen Gets an Anal Probe was very simple, very raw. That I've noticed on this list and on the next one, there's not a whole lot of, of representation of early shows. Um, and that's because even though they were groundbreaking, that, that show never stopped breaking ground. Uh, it kept going and it kept making fun of things and it kept going to places that other shows wouldn't. So, you know, it may have been earlier, but it's not really more groundbreaking. Uh, sexual harassment Panda was, was just, that's one of the things that I love about this show is they just, they make fun of real shit, real stuff. They kind of get away with saying things that other people don't seem to get away with. And this was an, this was an episode that was a great example of that. Uh, vote for sexual harassment panda. Uh, Jared. Um, okay, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that I'm going to go uh, sexual harassment panda because no sexual harassment panda, no Cartman gets an anal probe. Oh, okay. A vote for sexual harassment panda. Greg? See, I like Jared's reasoning, but Jared's reasoning is wrong, but I'm still going to agree with him. You know, the idea of no sexual harassment panda, no karma gets nano probe is reversed. No karma gets nano probe, no sexual harassment panda. However, I like the idea of uh, sexual harassment panda just because that's where South Park really tackled the issue of political correctness for probably the first time. And I really agree with that because I literally had to deal with that for the past semester with people coming up to me with problems like so-and-so call me a bitch. And I've already said that, but like you get the idea. I am over the idea of political correctness. That was my idea of the equal opportunity officer and I'm done with it. So sexual harassment panda. Uh, vote for sexual harassment panda. Michael. Panda. Pete. Clean sweet. Uh, no, no, I'm still going to give some love to uh, Cartman Gets an Anal Probe. Okay. But Sexual Harassment Panda is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is You Have Zero Friends versus Major Boobage. Oh, man, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one because, I mean, I love both of these so much. But... Golly, in the end, I'm going to vote for Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal over Tron. Uh, vote for Major Boobage. Greg? I don't know. I tend to think of, what could I masturbate to? Tron or Major Boobage? And I always think Major Boobage. But I once saw Tron drunk, and it blew my mind. So I have to go with Rest Zero Friends. Uh, vote for You Have Zero Friends. Michael? Wow. Um, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm one of the few, I didn't really enjoy major, major boobies that much. I thought it was more too much of a spoof of heavy metal. And I didn't think it was 
I didn't think it was as funny as everyone else seemed to think it was as good, but uh, Zero Friends works on many more levels, and it's Tron plus Facebook. I, I don't see how you can get, go wrong with a, uh, something that spoofs both Tron and Facebook at the same time. But to blend those two together like that was, was genius, so Zero Friends. You have Zero Friends gets another vote. Pete? Um, this is a tough one for me because I really like both these episodes, but I think I got to give the edge to uh, Major Boobage. A vote for Major Boobage. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Mike. Which one takes the win? Oh, this is horrible. Um, you know, I liked when Jared summed it up with Tron versus Heavy Metal. And certainly heavy metal is the, is the inferior of the two. Um, and it's not as clever and it's not as, as kind of unexpected, but it's, it's some fucked up stuff and it's a lot of fun. And after I saw, um, zero friends, as much as I loved it, I didn't get the urge to go, uh, watch it again. But as soon as I saw Major Boobage, I went to Amazon, and and certainly that thing shot up the Amazon charts pretty quickly uh, after that episode. So because of that that noticeable impact that I saw on on the Amazon charts, I'm gonna have to give the edge to Major Boobage. And well, I mean it does have boobage. And Major Boobage is moving on. We are on to our next fight, Greg. This one is yours. It is Guitar Hero versus the China Problem. China problem. Hands down, China problem. China problem. Uh, just the idea of, you don't shoot a guy in the dick butters just made me laugh endlessly. A vote for the China problem. Problem. I can't say it wrong. Right. Uh, Michael? Um, guitar... Actually, I believe the episode is actually called Guitar Queero. That, yeah, it is Not- Queero. Not uh, Guitar Hero. Um, I'm voting for Guitar Hero because that <clears throat> was just, again, it's one of those things where it takes something from pop culture and applies a ridiculous standard to it. We basically get to watch the beginning, middle, and end of a Guitar Hero rock phenom. In, in, and then the whole idea of the, the getting on the drugs and being, you know, and the, the chasing the dragon and I. And the, the uh, I just think that that was inspired. Um, whereas uh, China Problem, again, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They raped Indiana Jones. George Lucas sucks. Okay, I'm t- I really, uh, this shit again. Um, Guitar Queer was much more interesting and a lot funnier for, again, a much wider range of characters. So I'm going with Guitar Queer. Uh, vote for Guitar Queer. Uh, Pete. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I kind of have to agree with Michael on this one. Um, I thought it was a more entertaining episode, Guitar Quero. Um, uh, just the whole rise and fall of a uh, of a guitar legend. Um, so Guitar Quero definitely gets my vote. A uh, vote for Guitar Quero. I, I don't know why I keep saying guitar. Uh, Mike? Uh, I'm going to vote for Guitar Quero for two reasons. Uh, reason number one is the kid who played the Guitar Hero guitar acoustically 
Uh, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I love this song. And secondly, um, I think it is, even though it's the not even a B story, it's kind of almost a C story, uh, it is a great Randy Marsh episode. Uh, when he gets out there and he plays, uh, which, which song is it? It's a Kansas song, right? Um, carry on my word. Carry on my, yeah, he plays yeah. that for the kids on the real guitar and they're completely unimpressed. And he thinks it's bullshit. And then he starts playing the game and then he is hooked on drugs. I mean, it is such a great Randy uh, arc in such a small dose. So those two uh, little things, the, the small Randy stuff, and the uh, acoustic uh, acoustic guitar player, I'll, uh, I'll vote for Guitar Quiro. Guitar Quiro gets a vote. Uh, Jared? This is tough because I love Howard the Duck. I love Howard the Duck pinball. But uh, I'm going to go with Randy Marsh on this one. Mikey convinced me. The shark strikes again, and Guitar <laughs> Quiro is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is Night of the Living Homeless, Spurs from Change, versus Fun with Veal. Oh, uh, well, this, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Night of the Living Homeless. Uh, again, I think it's a, it's a, it takes an idea and it develops it so thoroughly and it gives so many people great moments. And again, any, any episode with Randy Marsh with a shotgun. Uh, that's gotta be worth something because that that character has seen such a wonderful development throughout the show. I mean, he just started off as Dan's kind of dorky dad, and he's become one of my favorite characters on the show. And this is one of the reasons why. Just the fact that he takes it so fucking seriously, he's more than willing to blow a friend's head off just because he asks for some change. So I, I I'm gonna go with Night of Living Homeless. A vote of Night of the Living Homeless, Pete. Um, yeah, I got to go with um, Night of Living Homeless also, not just for Michael's reasons, but I love the fact that, uh, you know, they're like, Eric Cartman? Wow, we heard you jump 50 people on, 50 homeless on your skateboard, you know, and this is like a town that, you know, everybody's dead in. So, uh, Night of Living Homeless. Another vote for Night of Living Homeless. Mike? Uh, yeah, I will vote for Night of the Living Homeless because I realized something here. Uh, if in this scenario, the homeless are basically a stand-in for zombies, instead of a zombie apocalypse, could we not then have a homeless apocalypse where people just keep becoming homeless? And hey, that actually sounds like a very possible scenario. So a vote for Night of the Living Homeless. Uh, Jared? Homeless. Spare some change. Greg, is it a clean sweep? Homeless. I'm going to say it's a clean sweep just because... Hold on, excuse me, after my freshman delivering my hot pocket. Thanks, Parville. Is that a euphemism? Yeah. Home. Wow, was that ever fucking random? Homeless. Oh. Because the homeless is exactly what I is my worst case scenario in preparing for not not the actual biological zombies, but the sociological zombies, that is the homeless people. And that exactly is what us as a country must endure to prevent. 
during freedom, sir. Uh, vote for Night of the Living Homeless, and Night of the Living Homeless moves on in a clean sweep. And when you're on to our next fight, Pete, this one is yours. It is Woodland Critter Christmas versus Good Time with Weapons. Um. Wow. Okay. Um. I gotta give. I gotta give it to Woodland Critter Christmas. I, I just enjoyed that episode so much. I'll vote for Woodland Critter Christmas, Mike. I think the reason people haven't been talking about it is because we just don't really know where to start. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I will pick a random uh, starting point. I won't go with the, the blood orgy and the hail Satan and our savior. I'll go with lion cubs performing abortion. How about that? That's my opening. <laughs> what do you got? I'll vote for willing for Christmas. Jerry. Um, I have to go for the uh, the Woodling Critter Christmas, um, mostly because uh, my favorite kid out of them is Stan, and I always enjoy the episodes where Stan has some kind of weird adventure that's going on that the other kids aren't really that involved in. <laughs> he has no idea how to begin or how to discuss this, and uh, sometimes he'll end up just doing these adventures all on, on his own until they're finally concluded. And I feel like uh, this is a good example of that. And I love that stuff. I love Stan. So there. Another vote for Woodland Crew Christmas. Uh, Greg. See, that's it. Like, after all this time, I completely forgot what the other choice was. It's Woodland Crew Christmas or... Good time with weapons. Exactly. Woodland Crew Christmas. Just because this is the most fucked up episode you could ever think of. It is literally little tiny woodland critters performing abortions and abortions worshipping Caitlin in a blood orgy. This is so fucked up that even my sick preferred mind went, what? This, this is the episode for anybody who is you say shock proof, show them this episode. They will go, wait, what, huh? Show them this episode. A vote for Woodland Critter Christmas and Michael. Is it a clean sweep? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I I've got so many things lined up to talk about, but I'm not going to waste them here. But I would just like to second the fact this is one of maybe my favorite Stan episode because I, what I love about Stan is he's one of the only people in the town who actually thinks clearly, and the fact that he's caught up in this thing and this narrator keeps telling him what to do and he keeps going, uh, no, I'm not. And then the narrator just puts him right into the next situation. He's like, oh, God damn it. And I just love the fact that he doesn't want to have any part of this. And it just keeps <laughs> happening all around him. And it's, I mean, that's one of like a hundred threads running through this episode that I just find so brilliantly conceived. So I'm just going to back that up with the, with the comment about Stan. But yeah, of course, Woodland Quitter Christmas. Was there another episode against it? I didn't notice. Whatever. Wow, just hurt my feelings all, uh, to my face. You guys suck. Woodland Critter Christmas it takes the win, and we are on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the Final Four. Mike, this one is yours. It is Special Olympics versus Medicinal Fried Chicken. Ooh, this really is tough. Um, really, really tough, uh, because they are both two kind of very uh, dead-on, on-the-nose uh stories they both have great cartman b stories 
I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the edge to Special Olympics because of the scene where uh, Timmy yells at Jimmy, and all he says is Timmy. Timmy, I'll vote for Special Olympics, <laughs> uh, Jared. <laughs> Oh man, both of these are adorable, but uh, I'm definitely got to go with the insanity that is Randy Marsh for this one because this is full tilt bozo Randy, and I'm voting forward. A vote for medicinal fried chicken, Greg. This tough choice. I'm gonna go with uh, Special Olympics, and only, and I mean only because of the idea of. Every time Cartman performed in any kind of physical event, that's pretty much how I felt performing in a physical event here at West Point. I was like, I'm the best of everything I ever was at high school and pre-college and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like pretty much just sucking my entire way through. So I really sympathize with Cartman that, and hell, I would love to get a coupon for Papa John's, all right? (laughs) Oh, vote for Special Olympics. Uh, Michael. Oh, this is this is now starting to become unbelievably tough because I love both these episodes for very similar reasons, in that they both have very strong A and B stories going on. Um, there's no weaknesses in either one of these. When I think of Special Olympics, though, I just can't help but chuckle and laugh my ass off that they used Paul Stanley's "Live to Win" for the montage where Cartman is trying to figure out the perfect way to look and act retarded. And he's doing it so scientifically. He's got like 3D maps of himself, and he's just this like, and it's live to win. And I just, I mean, it was like, oh my god, this kid is so completely without any morals or scruples. And the fact that he is evil and is sad and is morally wrong and corrupt as his plan is, it's undone by his simple, crucial misunderstanding of the entire situation. And I just, I that to me just. That's the genius of South Park. That it's not a simple, there's never a simple uh, plan at all with any of the plot lines in these, in these great episodes. There's always something else cooking. And so I gotta, I gotta go with Special Olympics. Uh, vote for Special Olympics and Pete. Jimmy Jimmy? Timmy. Timmy Jimmy. Special Olympics. Uh, vote for Special Olympics and Special Olympics. It's the first spot in the final four. We are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. Personally, I think this is easy. It is Scott Tinman must die versus sexual harassment panda. Oh, man. I mean, Scott Tinman must die. Uh, actually, this is one of the first episodes of South Park that I was ever shown. And uh, I wasn't blown away by it. I thought it was kind of disgusting and I couldn't get into South Park. It took me a while to get into South Park, I guess. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, vote for it now because I probably should have voted for it then. Uh, vote for uh, Scott Tenner must die. Greg. I have to say, as far as my philosophy in dealing with underclassmen here, Scott Tenner must die. It's really influenced me beyond any other episode. And I say this because I just go for pure shock value. 
I just try and say the meanest, nastiest, dirtiest thing, just so they're shocked out of their mind and think, oh my God, how did this person ever get this way? And then they realize, oh my God, because he's a sick, thieving bastard, I never want to be like him. And then they become good people. So Scott Turman Masai has been more good for the Army than sexual harassment banner has. My argument is. <laughs> Vote for Scott Tinnerman must die. Michael? Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to semi-reluctantly vote for Scott Tinnerman. I, I think he deserves to go forward still against Sexual Panda, although I'm not the big, still the biggest, biggest fan of Scott Tinnerman overall is like the best of the show. I don't, I, I'm not going to be able to, but I can make my case against that later. But in this situation, yeah, I'm going to, I'm against Sexual Panda. Got to put, I mean, He's licking the tears of the kid who he just fed his parents to. I mean, come on. My pubes were in that chili. Ha ha, Major, eat your pubes. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Pete. Uh, yeah, I'll just uh, sum it up briefly. STMD. Another vote for Scott Tinnerman must die. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yes, it is, because uh, Scott Tenman must die actually uh, informs a later episode where Cartman finds his true parentage and uh, discovers that that was, I mean, wasn't he uh, Scott Tenner? And so it was in fact his father that he did this to. Um, But this also made him realize he was part ginger, I believe. And that didn't turn out very good. So, because of the, the the kind of waves of change that this brought through the South Park universe, um, I will give it to Scott Tenerman. A vote for Scott Tenerman must die, and Scott Tenerman must die moves into the final four in a clean sweep. We are on to our next fight. Greg, this one is yours. It is Major Boobage versus Guitar Quiro. Oh, no. Major Boobage, just because of the game. I'll vote for Major Boobage. Michael? Uh, this one, again, I gotta go with Guitar Quiro. Much more ambitious, much funnier, and uh, just Randy Marsh on the couch trying to chase the dragon is just one of the funniest images that that character's ever had. <laughs> I'll vote for Guitar Quiro. Uh, Pete? Um, yeah, I have to go with Guitar Quiro on this one. That one actually, I thought, was a funnier episode. I laughed more during that one than I did during Major Boobage. Major Boobage was more of a, uh, that's clever, but not as haha for me as uh, Guitar Quiro. Uh, vote for Guitar Hero or whatever. Mike? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll also vote for Guitar Quiro. Uh, right after I got Netflix uh, and got the streaming Netflix, I then realized, hey, I have every South Park uh, up until that point available to stream right now. Uh, I want to check that out. This was around 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, what's the first one I picked? Guitar Quiro. Oh, vote for Guitar Quiro and Jared. I have got to get a big old shout out to Kenny for Major Boobage because this this whole little concept, as hit or miss as it was, totally worked because it was Kenny. 
it had to be Kenny because obviously it would be Kenny. And I'm going to go for it because Kenny, with all of that heavy metal imagery, I just thought it was hot. It was awesome. And uh, yeah, big love for Kenny. And uh, that's what I would like to see go forward. Well, that bathroom shout was rather loud. A vote for Major Boobage. But Guitar Quiro is moving on. Michael, this fight is yours. It is Night of the Living Homeless versus Woodland Critter Christmas. Should be easy. Uh, yeah, again, this is very easy. Woodland Critter Christmas for me is... It, I'll just... The only thing I'm going to say, and, and again, I got to save it for this next bracket because I have a feeling it's hopefully going to go through. Woodland Critter Christmas is one of those episodes where it's it's unbelievably funny and cute for that first part when the when the switch happens when when the curtain comes down and we realize what's going on you're in shock for a good five minutes because you're just like oh my dear god I cannot believe they're going here but that shock is not the fun part of the episode or the highlight of the episode at all it is um, it's not the part that you know everything after that's kind of a, a letdown it's just the beginning of what ends up becoming truly one of the most wonderfully fucked up episodes of any show I've ever seen. And it, it is the fact that it's actually, and it, it, it's a, a wonderful spoof on those narrated Christmas stories like Frosty, the snowman that we always watch every year. And the fact that it ends up being Cartman's story, I think is even more twisted. It's just, there's again, hundred threads in, a, in an incredible tapestry being woven in just this one 30 minute episode. Woodland Critter. A vote for Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, Pete. Seven words. And two weeks later, two weeks later, Kyle dies of AIDS. God damn it, Carbon! <laughs> vote for Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, Mike. Yeah, remember much earlier when I said for all the reasons that everybody's going to say. Well, now everybody's saying them, so pretty much. Woodland Critter Christmas. Jared? Hail Satan. <laughs> and Greg? I can really understand. Really, like, personally, I always go against the crowd, but I just got to say that no other episode does it one throw a curveball at the end, like, and then Kyle died of AIDS, which is an insult that I've used on many of my friends. And then it also happens to give birth to the premise of probably one of the better three-part episodes of any series of all time, which is Machination Land, which I'm sure you're going to hit later in the Omega bracket. So, Woodland Critter Christmas, Hail Thing. A vote for Woodland Critter Christmas, and Woodland Critter Christmas goes through in a clean sweep. I can smell what the final of this episode is going to be. It is... Special Olympics versus Scott Tenorman on one side and Guitar Quiro versus Woodland Critter Christmas. It's our final four. Pete, this fight is yours. Special Olympics versus Scott Tenorman must die. Uh, I gotta keep it going and say Scott Tenorman must die. A vote for Scott Tenorman. Mike? Uh, I'm gonna vote for uh, Special Olympics. Uh, in the end, it was twisted maybe not as twisted but uh you know for me it was just flat out funnier um you know it's 
a parody of, of all those sports movies. Again, this is comes back to that. This really is kind of when South Park gets into parody and into satire and, and really looking at real world things in a twisted manner, really in two different ways. And, and I do admit, I absolutely love the, the South part of the, uh, the Cartman thing with him thinking that he could easily win because he's up against retarded kids. And the fact that they fucking ripped that off a few years later with that uh, Johnny Knoxville movie. What was that one called? Ringer. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, uh, they yeah. ripped that off there. So uh, I'm going to vote for Special Olympics. And to win, uh, vote for Special Olympics, uh, Jared. And this is this is a uh, this is out. You can see where this one should go, but um, I actually feel like uh, the Special Olympics arguments so far have been like a lot more articulate and and so well pronounced. You know, Scott Tenneman seems to be just rocking out on like just people like going, "Hey, yeah, Scott Tenneman." But I mean, the descriptions of Special Olympics make me want to see Special Olympics again. So I'm going to go with Special Olympics. Uh, vote for Special Olympics, uh, Greg. You know, I, I was about to say, and, and it goes like this. The whole idea of Special Olympics being ripped off by the Johnny Knoxville film, the thing with the live-action movies is that movie was probably well into pre-production long before the script was even written. I mean, as far as, like, you know, live-action movies go. And so the thing is, the South Park probably more or less ripped off that. The fact of the matter is, is, ha-ha, Made you eat your parents. I made you eat your parents. Was something I never even thought of. It was a level of such depravity that I never even thought possible. Even in a cartoon, that I just have to go. With Scott Tenorman must die. A vote for Scott Tenorman must die. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Michael. Which one takes the win? You know, these are all very good arguments. It doesn't come tougher than this, I guess, really, because Scott Tenorman must die. The, with that, I remember watching that episode, and after it was over, you just kind of have to sit there for like 10, 15 minutes to really, quote-unquote, digest what the hell had just happened, what we had just witnessed one of the characters on the show having done, and it forever changed Cartman. I mean, Cartman was never, we never view Cartman the same again after that episode. And in many ways, Special Olympics is a follow-through of Scott Tenement. It's, it's one of Cartman's diabolical plans. But what I like about Special Olympics is that it shows why Cartman will probably never succeed in life. is because he always misses something crucial about what he's trying to do. He always either underestimates or completely doesn't estimate at all one element of the plan. In the end, Scott Tenement worked on a small level because... He set it up where he didn't have to do anything. He let the dominoes fall, and he just didn't step in at several crucial points, took advantage of the situation, but he never actually kills anybody. He just kind of sets the, the ball in motion. He never learned that lesson again. Everything else he does, he tries too hard, and as a result, he misses something, and he screws up. And what I love about Special Olympics is that it shows why that he will he'll fuck things up, and he'll screw people over, but in the end, he'll never become the devil. He'll never become the megalomaniacal guy that we all fear he can be. And uh, in the end, Special Olympics is an episode I can go to with a drop of a hat. Every bit of it works. 
Scott Tenement, I think, is a little bit too slow of a build in the first part of the episode. Admittedly, with probably the most brilliant payoff in, in uh, South Park history, but I'm going to go with Special Olympics. Special Olympics into the finals. Uh, now to find out what it's up against, Mike, this one is yours. It is Guitar Quiro versus Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, you know, I know Wood- Woodland Critters is probably the, the huge favorite here, but I'm still going to stick with Guitar Quiro because, uh, you know, it really does come down for me to what, um, what is it that you respond to most of the show in general when, when thinking about a best episode. And Woodland Critters is funny. It's out there. It's it's got Cartman's evil. It's got kind of the weird wide cast of characters. Um, certainly, it's unexpected and and taboo and all of that. But Guitar Hero is just still, uh, I think, a, a better story. I mean, it's it's really about this friendship that's that's gone wrong, and you know the guys go through these type of things throughout. But it was just so dead on for this type of rock and roll partnership and how it dissolves and Kyle being um, kind of playing the, the, the arcade game in the bowling alley, just like as if he was just this broken down old rock act and then them getting back together in the end. And then at the end, you know what it, you are fags. Isn't that what it says? You are yes. fags, And, uh, and that's what it's all for. And then even after all this, the next kids get up and play. So that that to me is is just such a great brilliant episode the the stuff that observes that, that's very real as well as being a parody as well as being kind of a reference um Woodland Critters is out there and it's crazy and it's a great episode but uh me my personal favorites are always going to be the ones that run a little bit more about this stuff that South Park does so well uh vote for guitar Quiro Jared Man, um, that's an impassioned plea for a uh, guitar Quiro, but uh, Blood Orgy. I'm going to have to go with the Blood Orgy. Sorry. Uh, vote for Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, Greg? I'd have to say, as much as I've seen this actually happen with human beings, with the whole idea, I'm so good at Guitar Hero. Look at me. I rock. Here, let me suck your dick because you're so good at Guitar Hero. Like, I've literally seen that happen, and it just disgusts me. And I was really relieved to see this episode come out, just to kind of make light of that. But it still did nothing, nothing compared to the entire insanity of Christmas specials and the idea of warm fuzziness and cuteness and general happiness around the entire Christmas season. Then did this one episode of South Park just bring down an entire month worth of celebration around it? And then two weeks, Kyle died of AIDS. My God, what a way to end that episode. It was so abrupt and quick, and it was just, after you watch it, you're just like, wait, what? Oh my God, that was all in Cartman's head. So, Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, vote for Woodland Critter Christmas, Michael. Um, that actually, I thought the the what Mike said about Guitar Quiro is actually very astute and very correct. It's not so much that I'm voting against any episodes at this point because 
I love Guitar Cry. I've seen that one so many times. And that's, again, that's one that you could put on at the drop of a hat um, because it's just, it's one, one highlight after another. But with Woodland Critter Christmas, man, that one, when an episode floors you the way that one does, it just sticks with you. And with repeated viewings, it has never gotten, it's gotten even better. The shock value may have worn off to some degree, but the fact that, you know, it ends with Santa coming down and taking a shotgun to all the woodland critters while, you know, Kyle embraces the Antichrist and then has to have it aborted out of him by the mountain lion cubs. So Santa can come over and <laughs> smash. I mean, I, you know, your head, begins, your head begins to hurt because it's like, how could they come up with this shit and have it actually work in a narrative so logically? But here's how I'm going to end this. This was done in, I think, 2004, at the end of, for Christmas 2004. Unless I'm mistaken, they've never done another Christmas episode on South Park after this. This was the last time they did a Christmas episode. And I think it's because, how the fuck do you top this? So I've got to go with Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, vote for Woodland Critter Christmas and Pete. Um, yeah, I was going to say Guitar Quiro was a good episode, but it, it, it didn't really surprise me all that much. Whereas, uh, Woodland Critter Christmas, it's like every time you're just like WTF, what, what did I just see? What the fuck did they do? Um, so, I mean, just, just for an episode that kept me on my toes, I would have to say Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, vote for Woodland Critter Christmas and Woodland Critter Christmas is into the finals. We've got Special Olympics versus Woodland Critter Christmas. And uh, Jared, we're going to go right back to you. <clears throat> this is so funny because when we were looking at the brackets before we started the show, I mean, I thought there was like really only one major juggernaut on here and it was Scott Tenema must die. And, he and did. wow, I mean, this guy here, <laughs> Woodland Critter Christmas, I mean, it is. It really is just so phenomenal. It's like, uh, it's like all the everything you loved in in the popular one that that juggernaut that was Scott Tenman. Only it's sicker, weirder, somehow cooler, and just better. So I feel like that one definitely should win over the the Special Olympics, just because it is the most ridiculously blown out South Park can get. You know, versus you know what South Park does well week to week. I mean, which is a fine example of that Special Olympics, but Woodland Critter Christmas is one of those things you're secretly hoping each episode of South Park will become when you start watching it. <laughs> it's like, I want it to become something like that. So I'm going to say Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, vote for Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, Greg? I have to agree with Jared. I mean, every time I watch South Park, I just hope and hope and hope that something's sick and twisted and I'm going to take a left turn and my mind's just going to fuck itself over like I was back on acid. I mean, I just honestly hope that every time I watch South Park, it becomes as sick and twisted as either Scott Penneman must die in the subsequent 200-201 episodes or Woodland Critter Christmas in the Imagination episodes. I honestly hope it becomes something like that. And, and Honestly, nothing gets me off more when I watch that part is when it takes that left turn in the middle of fucking nowhere. So, Woodland Critter Christmas. Uh, vote for Woodland Critter Christmas. Michael? Uh, yeah, again, two great episodes. Two very different episodes. One, a very, very pointed satire 
and one a very fanciful, over the top sort of just fairy tale gone horribly, horribly wrong. Um, but in the end, my vote goes to the one that provided the most nasty fun. Woodland Critter Christmas is just that with that little boy in the red poofball hat. Uh, <laughs> vote for Woodland Critter Christmas. <laughs> Pete? And he rhymed it, too. Way to go. Um, yeah, we've pretty much discussed it. Um, Woodland Critter Christmas. Mike, is it a clean sweep? I was I was going to throw a pity vote to uh, Special Olympics, but there's one problem. Uh, the title of the episode is in Special Olympics. Um, as I was looking something up, I realized it's uh, up the down steroid, oh. and, and I think it's interesting because we all just kind of knew what episode we were talking about here, because that thing that the episode is is what we called it. Um, and that's what the episode is. It's a, it's one joke that runs through the whole episode. Even kind of the A and B stories are, are built around it. Uh, and it does it amazingly well, fantastically <coughs> well, uh, to the point that we didn't even remember the name. We remembered this. But Woodland Critters is really m- so much more than just one bit. I mean, you could say Blood Orgy, but that's not enough. Blood Orgy, <laughs> does that, does that top, uh, the uh, mountain lion abortions does that top the whole thing is Cartman's twisted thing. Did that, you know, does that top the, the Messiah that they're talking about is actually Satan plus the return of, uh, Christmas characters. Um, you know, Santa's back, uh, you know, it's really just got all of those things. So many things that were all fantastic. And, and you just kept your jaw just kept dropping as you're watching it. So uh, for this bracket, for this alpha bracket, I think uh, I think a clean sweep would be in order. And I I pity what comes out of the omega bracket. Oh shit! A uh, vote for Woodland Critter Christmas, and Woodland Critter Christmas is into the technically the finals because this is just one side of the bracket. And on Wednesday we will uh, have another episode. Uh, which will be the Omega bracket and the finale, which is uh, Special Olympics against sounds like what what might come out of that is Imagination Land. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, Thanks for listening. Check out BacklotD.com, DVDGeeks.tv, SuspectsCommunicate.com, and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Um, The Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy at SoullessMinions.Lipson.com. Uh, into the Batcave. I've got a other show, Into the Batcave, uh, at intothe.lipson.com. And uh, thanks, a special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell on the Geek Vice Tumblr. And of course, Jared Formby for the pimped out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Um, uh, let's start with you, Pete. Um, nope. Just uh, glad to be here again, and uh, happy whatever upcoming holidays are coming up when this airs. Uh, Martin Luther King Day. Well, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Great. Um, just check out your local friendly hood neighborhood, the United States Army, and um, your local friendly rolled tide, rolled Alabama, uh, red crimson tide. So. Uh, that's all I really get to take till next week. <laughs>
until Wednesday. It's just Wednesday. <laughs> oh goddamn! I'm so dead. <laughs> the same time frame. Um, oh, let's man. see. Uh, Jared. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, MakeMeDaner.com this week. Yes, because that's still happening. MakeMeDaner.com. Yes. <laughs> yes. Televix in herself. Mary and Mr. Michael Felsher. I want to give a shout out to a, a new restaurant that has just opened in downtown Detroit, which is where I live. So my options late at night tend to be limited. And as many of you know, from my consistent love of Del Taco, I am a Mexican food junkie. There's a new shop called, it's a new taco shop called Hot Taco Detroit. It's just opened off of Park, uh, I think it's Park Avenue. It's just behind the Fox Theater at the intersection of Park and Montcalm. And um, they are just now opening up. You can drop by as late as 2 o'clock in the morning and get two, uh, three incredibly tasty soft tacos for $6. Terrific burritos. Uh, it's really fresh and very, uh, very tasty stuff. And uh, it's nice to finally have an option that's within a five-minute driving distance from my home. I encourage everyone in the Detroit area to stop by and give them a try. They are very, very tasty. Thanks, Michael. Mike? Um, well, you can find me on the ZodComplex.com, or find me on ZodComplex at the ZodComplex.com. And uh, on the Weekend Geek Video Show, you can find us at GeekFights.net, uh, where we have show ideas, uh, lists of, or the list of show ideas, the old episodes, uh, there's some some prose writing on there, not very much, not as much as we'd like. So if you want to send something in, we'll publish it. Uh, that's pretty much it. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, uh, just listen to the next episode and I'll tell you then because I figure if you're not going to listen to the second half of this, you don't want to be on our show. That's, yeah. uh, that's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. How the, how the fuck do I follow that? Upcoming fights are, well, the second part of this episode. Uh, uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, after that will be best comic book creator or comic book. Yeah, best comic book creator, best detective and best rom-com. That's right. We're going hardcore. Any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Christmas time is once a year Every critter holds it dear Every animal, big or small Christmas means so much to us all It's once a year, it's Christmas time And it happens once a year It's once a year at Christmas time When we hear about how Christmas only comes once a year. This better have a point, dude. This really better have a point. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, you have Alan talking to you live from the Geek Fights mailroom with another fantastic episode of Alan's Geek Fights Mailbag. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's incredible. I am amazed. I am shocked and amazed at how incredibly popular Alan's Geek Fights mailbag has become. But I know all you thousands and thousands and thousands and millions of Geek Fights fans around the world would expect nothing less from Geek Fights most handsome, most popular, and most talented Geek Fights guest panelist, Alan. And let's reach into the Geek Fights mailbag. Here, hold on. I, I should have been a little more on the ball and had it a little more closer to the mic, but hell... So fucked up on the country club malt liquor and the Pabst Blue Ribbon and the pork rinds and the DiGiorno pizza. Now, don't you know? God damn it. Where the... After the first... After the first Allen's Mailbag episode, the response has been so amazing. So amazing. The Geek Fights Mailbags are just filled to the brim with fan mails from all you fabulous fans out there in Geek Fights land. And here is our letter of the week. It comes from Miss Mary D. And here we go. The subject is Geek Fights Mailbag. Mary says, I don't know who this Allen guy is, but he is obviously a fetal alcohol syndrome crack baby or worse. If you think he is funny, you must be drunk and high or a complete asshole. Oh, Mary, if that is your real name, how could you be so down on Geek Fight's most loved, most talented, and most handsome guest panelist, Alan? Let's go on to the next line. Oh, and here's where it changes, ladies and gentlemen. Mary continues, I have to admit, his voice is sort of sexy. That's right, Mary. You are correct. I do have an extremely sexy voice. Oh, wait a minute. What the hell is the deal with this next line? Mary continues, but I would bet money that he is actually ugly as hell fuck in real life. And his head probably looks like a giant goiter, which makes me feel disgusted with myself for thinking his voice is sexy. Mary, you are completely wrong. How could you write a letter like this? My head does not look like a goiter. It looks like a handsome man's head. That is a completely, a completely ridiculous thing to write. Mary continues. Geek fights, get this Allen guy off the air before I kill myself. Well, Mary, I got a little bit of advice for you. Make sure the safety is off before you pull the trigger. And Mary finishes up. For some goddamn reason... I can't quit listening to him. Very sincerely, Mary D. Model and freelance photographer. Well, Mary, you know why you can't stop listening to Alan's Geek Fights mailbag? is because it's so damn good. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, if freelance model and photographer Mary D. can write in a letter, well, then so can you. How do you do it? You send an email to geekfights at gmail.com that's geekfights at gmail.com and help everybody out and be sure and put geekfights mailbag in the subject line and we'll see you next time on alan's geekfights mailbag
TARDIS, ACTIVATE! Oh, do you even realize how much it took me to not say what I was going to say after he was like, I like blowjobs or I like retards? I was, I was so, it was on the tip of my tongue, but I just muted myself. I was going to say... <laughs> Blowjobs from retards? Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you knew it was there, too. Yeah. How about blowjobs from retards? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was there. It was there. We just left it. I was like, okay, I'm not going to make this horrible statement any worse. But I probably should have. <laughs> yeah, was, I, I had decided earlier on trying... <laughs> play a little nice this time. <laughs> wow. At least I feel like... I, I, I feel guilty crossing the line sometimes. I don't ever feel guilty crossing the line. If you wanted to kill me, just, like, let a cocker spaniel run around my room for a couple hours, and then don't tell me about it.